Turn on your radio dial. I say turn on your radio dial. One like the son of man is on your radio dial. Vicious knowledge of prophetic wordsmith. One with flaws like Moses to come in the end times. I'm here and I'm going to share with you God's word. I'm going to share with you your life with God. I'm going to share with you and get you to understand that mathematics and all the different aspects of learning of life, arts and languages, it goes hand in hand with God's word. How do you think they learn how to teach you all these things if it did not come from God and already embedded in you for you to learn and know how to create life and create a life for yourself or your children or your friends or your family members, even strangers, to create a job to know how to just uh, know things that is worth knowing and even people can also have a brain to know things that's not worth knowing that's just like two times two is four because the children or the people want to know the answer is four you see but somebody say two times two is six so guess what they want to know two times two is six because they want to know the bad way of how to know anything because they wrong they like to be wrong and they want to be wrong and you can't stop them from being wrong until they want to be right so if i was to look at the date and we're going to take mathematics because somebody out here in uh podcast land would like to really understand that i'm gonna add numbers together huh and it's a form of geometrics but geometrics usually get to you in a negative sense but I'm going to show you how geometrics has to also have a positive sense. Just like the gift of mercy has a negative and a positive characteristic trait. See, you can get those little babies when they running from their parents, a gift of mercy person. And you want to take away, don't you hit that baby. Leave this baby. Don't come here, baby. Mm, my grandbaby, don't you bother my grandbaby. You're teaching that baby the art of manipulation and how to get away from the correction of the rod that the baby needs to be able to understand and use cognitive thinking and to be able to understand and obey parents and adults and to understand that you're just only really just making the baby really want to just understand and respect and obey you because you're manipulating the baby and the baby is manipulating you. You want everybody to think that grandbaby should just love you, but grandbaby is supposed to love everybody. You understand? And then the grandbaby want to run from the people that love the grandbaby, but they run to you and they just cover themselves right up under you. And that is a gift of mercy. And you are running that baby away from the discipline that that child needs. And that is a negative characteristic trait. Now, see, if you had the gift of mercy and the gift of mercy uh, uh, was allowing your heart to want to help somebody and, and to be there for somebody then that is a good thing because you're having mercy on them and then you'll go ahead and you'll even if it hurt you you'll go ahead and you'll help somebody that is a good positive trait of mercy but then again at the same time it's like a negative slash positive influence that you're still putting down because if you don't ask God himself is it okay for you to help somebody? Guess what? And God don't want you to help them. You won't know unless you ask them. You see? But you do also pray for these people. Or you pray to God to save them. But when they hit a rocky road in a hard time. And they need help. And they don't got nobody else to call. Guess what? They call on you. 
and you bail them out. Right before they about to hit their knees and start praying out to God and crying out to God. Guess what? You bail them out. And then they don't need the Lord. They don't need the head of days. They don't need Jesus no more. Because once again, they're being manipulated by who really is they Jesus or they, they head of days or they mother and they father. And usually it's somebody that's want to give them everything and they shouldn't give you everything. Everything should not be given to you because it can do more harm than good to you. So if you look at mathematics, then you understand that today's date is 11-2, November the 2nd. See, knowledge, wisdom, and understanding come in. They own numbers. You can't break them down. So the number 11 can't be broke down because it represents understanding. So try to get you some understanding today. And then if you jump to a 22, that's knowledge. And you can't break that number down. And then you're on your way. To wisdom which is number 33 so 11-2 will be 11 I have to take that whole 11 I can't add that 1 and that 1 and make a 2 I got to start with number 11 and then I add that 2 and then that'll be a 13 you see and then I add the day of the week with today is Tuesday so I'm going to add a 3 to that that'll be a 16 and once I add that 16 to it I'm going to add uh, the year the year is 2021. 2 plus 0 plus 2 plus 1 is a 5. So we're going to add that 5 to that 6. And then what do you know? We back to chapter 11. And I want to give somebody chapter 11. Really, I wanted to start with chapter 1. But I got two ones in there. And that's one for you. And that's one for me huh so we still in the midst of warns and that's three warns so the power of god always operate in the number three the power all around us seems that everybody can understand that operate in the number three you see what i'm saying so i really wanted to start off on chapter one but we're going to go to chapter 11 because somebody in the world god said and my spirit says is leaning to chapter 11 because they need some understanding right now in their life so i am going to read from my book i'm the author of inspirational heart volume one one like the son of man on the scene like mean joe money green the prophetic wordsmith vicious knowledge and we're going to go into chapter 11 and this chapter is for somebody and I pray to God that you get all the understanding that you can get out of this because if you keep listening to this podcast, we're going to get you to that knowledge and that wisdom and that power and that revelation and that insight that from that logo word. And then we're going to get that logo word to some rhema word. We're going to truly, truly get you to understand and allow that this word for yourself to understand that this word, it comes from God Almighty. And as my hand wrote, it wrote by itself. I was expounding out of my brain. I didn't expound on God's scriptures or his words. You'll notice if you understand what reading is and what you're reading and then what's going on, you'll never understand and you'll never see that I am not starting with a scripture and then expound off the scripture and say the name of this scripture 
is this, and the name of this subject or this topic is this after I read the scripture. No, I'm just writing right out of my brain exactly what God is telling me, what he told me, what I know how life is. And then he stopped me by the power of the Holy Spirit. And then he told me to write the scripture that backed that up. I would have never known that the scripture would back up what I was thinking in my brain or before I would just read the scripture. And then I say to myself, hey, that's exactly what I was thinking. No, exactly what I was thinking is what he showed me that the scriptures already was exactly what I was thinking. So he said that the inspiration of God is already in the heart of his people. And he gave me a dream and I asked him what's the name of the book. And then he said to call it Inspirational Heart. Hallelujah. And in that dream, I was sitting in the classroom, sitting with a young lady next to me and all the other students right next to me. And we're watching a video. The teacher said, don't y'all forget, we're going to do a test on this video we're watching. I'm going to give y'all one of the answers. What was the name that was in the inscription of the locket, the gold locket that the man just gave his girlfriend when she opened it up? And then that scene just went by. So I looked to the person next to me, it was a lady next to me, and I said, hey, what was that inscription in that locket? And she put her hand on her face as she was thinking, and he said, hmm, you know what? It was a gold locket on a gold chain. And then she opened it up, and they said, inspirational heart. And then I woke up out my sleep, inspirational heart. So I was ready to go. And each chapter that I wrote, my father told me in my sleep, so as I wake up out of my sleep each chapter, when it's time to write another chapter after I finish one, when I wake up out of my sleep, I'm telling you right now, the name of the chapter will be already on my mouth as I'm waking up out of my sleep, rubbing my eyes, trying to see the light in a very dark place. So you have to understand. So when I woke up with chapter 11, which is those numbers that came right on right now, and if you understand that I'm talking to you right now at 425 p.m., then 4 plus 2 is 6 plus the 5 again. That's 11. And I'm going to screenshot it on this very day. Just in case if anybody want to know, was I really talking at 425? I tell you right now, I'm talking. And I'm going and I'm getting you to understand that we're going to go into the name of this chapter it's called trust and hope and it starts off with a scripture reading in proverbs third chapter fifth verse and new king james version says trust in the lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding the word of god wants us to realize that we ought to not go off our own thinking our own learning and intelligence because by our selfish nature we think that we know everything and don't know anything that we ought to know Job 8 chapter 9 verse New King James Version says for we were born yesterday and know nothing because our days on earth are a shadow the things of God are spiritual and you got to understand that they are spiritually discerned the Holy Spirit is every prison to teach us all that we want and need to know to be saved and to inherit eternal life in eternity and maintain a future life with God through his son, Jesus Christ. 
So you have to understand there's a whole lot of other things and knowledge and wisdom and understanding and revelation in this world that you can know. And a lot of people learn it when they are young. But as they get older, they feel that they arise from that young learning. But all those things that you learned when you was young has to keep going forward with you. You can't forget about them because you'll end up getting a job when you're grown. And then you forgot all about how mathematics work. You have to relearn mathematics because you'd allow yourself to forget all about it. So God wants to teach you and get you to understand and for you to learn that every aspect of life and learning, math, biology, uh, chemistry, fusion, alchemy, fusion, quantum physics, super quantum physics, huh? reading, writing, language, all these things work hand in hand with God's word and with your life and with yourself because we are made from the same elements and that's how they understand how to teach us anything because everything they teaches you and kind of get you to learn is for to better and build and to create because you cannot create these things a plus B equals MC squared. You cannot create these things without these elements. You would not even know how to build a home and everybody would still be living outside. And not saying that that was a bad thing because I'm sure the people who live outside, they love it just as like they was living in the house. Because you can't really just get the homeless people off the street because some of them do not want to get off the street. They love it just living outside. So, if you want to allow God to teach you something, you want to allow the Holy Spirit to teach you something, you want to allow the head of days to teach you something, you want to allow one like the Son of Man, this now the prophetic words, Smith, a chance and an opportunity to teach you something, then you will understand that this chapter is just for you, just even by mathematically picking these numbers right out my spirit, out my brain, the way God wanted me to do the first page of my book. And then John 3, 16, New King James verse 8, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, huh? that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Huh? The son of God, who he called by name, one like the son of man that's to come in the end times. Daniel chapter 7, Revelation 11. I'm getting you to understand that I am here. We are here. We're together. The John the Baptist anointing, the Elijah anointing, he said we'll be here at this time, and I'm telling you right now, when I lamb, when I saw him land right there on a pillar of cloud, his whole body was clothed in the cloud, looking over his shoulder, smiling at me, so low to the ground I could jump on it. But the only thing I could do soon as I turned to sit was go backwards, throw my hands on my face, on my head, I threw my hands in the air, and I said, "What is this? What am I looking at? Who is this?" And then I turned around and I retreated, and I ran in my house and I got my Bible out. And I looked up in Revelation and said that the throne of God is made out of these so many animals, four animals, the lion, the, 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 the bear, the calf, and the eagle. Huh? You got to understand what I'm telling you. And in the midst of the throne, he sits on it and his whole body covered in the cloud with the staff going down between his feet. And at the bottom of the throne, the cloud looked like a lion face. It looked like a lion head, a lion looking at you like, like that. And on the side of the throne, I saw chairs, like 24 of them, and the, the sky was clear blue. And he put his, they put their imprint 
of their face in the blue cloud and I could see a face in each chair. And as I looked and that face fade away in the blue, then another face pop out like an imprint to the 24 elders. Like they came to look and see who I was that prayed to God. And when I told them there was no such thing as a reincarnation because you died and you rose. And you sit on the right hand side of the father. And that, that's reincarnation right there. Huh? So my baby that I have that's full grown, 22 years of age. And right now, from being a little baby being held in my hand and she was only one pound and 13 ounces because she was a premature baby. You see, because the mother that I was with at this time, she decided to go get an abortion without my knowledge or even knowing she was pregnant or not. So I got on my knees and I prayed these things to God after she called me and said, I did it. I said, you did what? She said, I got abortion. I said, you got a what? Abortion? I didn't even know you was pregnant. How could you get abortion? And I don't even know you was pregnant. You ain't told me nothing. My baby is gone. And I got off the phone with her right away. Got down on my knees to my heavenly father. And I told him I want that same baby back. And don't you tell me no such thing of reincarnation. Because you died and you rose. That's reincarnation, reincarnation right there, buddy. And from that point on is when I was able to see these things with my eyes. It wasn't no, it wasn't no sleep. It was no dream. I come up out of my house feeling distraught, feeling upset. I was confused. I, I didn't know how to feel at this time, but I know I put it in his hands. And while I was out sitting down, having a time to myself, the skies was clear blue. Only three clouds in the sky. I'm telling you how can't nobody tell me how I'm not going to trust and hope in a God that can show me an immaculate thing like this here. So when the three clouds came together, they formed a throne that was sitting right in the sky. I saw the elders, the 24 faces that popped out. And then I ran in the house. I saw the lion face. I saw the calf, the eagle, and the bear. It's like it was made out the clouds. Huh? And when I ran in the house and I searched the trips real fast and I got the revelation and it said that the Lord God, the head of days is who he called it. He said that he wears the clouds like a robe. Huh? It said his face is just white like wool. Huh? And when I come back out the house after that understanding that I got there, he was laying on a pillar of cloud right in my face. Clothed in the cloud from head to toe, looking at it over his shoulder, smiling at me. And I still didn't understand why God was smiling at me through the cloud, like a cloud man, like Miskillin Tide Man. So, therefore, I can only go backwards, throw my hands up, and say, what is this? Who is this am I looking at? Who is this that's looking at me? Huh? It's like a higher power of me. Because it looked like me because I'm made for my father because we together. I'm one of his son. So if you can believe that it was the higher power of me, huh? Came down to look at the lower part of myself that I created and I made. Hallelujah. Because it said God made us in his image. Huh? We're being visited by almighty God himself. And God has made himself perfectly designed and Aligned with you being a God Almighty yourself combined. So that's why he's the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Huh? So 
if you believe in the one who God sends, then you should have everlasting life. You should not perish. All you can say is, wow, I've never heard nobody speak like this before because the same anointing is upon me. He's giving me the power and the anointing huh, to heal the brokenhearted, huh? to feed the poor, huh? how to heal the sickness and diseases, huh? to change your mind and your heart from being stony to a mind and a heart of flesh, berries, milk, honey, and juices. You see? Because we trust in God. We trust in God that is inside of even your husband or your wife or even your friend or your family members or even strangers. You are trusting God in them. Before you're trusting God even in a loved one, you're trusting God in a stranger. A stranger can come right out and do something and hurt you. You're ready to forgive them. You're ready to say, I don't want to press charges to the police, to the stranger, even though they did something bad to you. But guess what? Because you love the Lord God and you're just going to pardon them from whatever just happened. But a loved one, your own brother, your own sister, your own cousin, niece, auntie, nephew, your own good friend, how you want to kill them? You, it's furniture moving around, huh? Because you want to just be so angry. You want to kick them out. You want to tell your husband or your wife, uh, uh, I don't want to be with you no more, huh? Uh, uh, take everything from them, huh? And just get rid of them, huh? But the stranger, you want to forgive them, but you're supposed to still have the same love of God in you, the same love of our Father in you, the same love of the Holy Spirit in you, the same love of your own self in you with godly character and godly attributes, which is human cognitive thinking, huh? Peace, love, joy, happiness, and uh, a beautiful mind that's embedded inside of yourself from not just your upbringing, but from what God is saying that he is trying to show you if you don't lean into your own understanding. God speaks to us by the way of the Holy Spirit, dreams or visions. And when you are in a close personal relationship with God and you hear from him, it gets really scary when no one wants to listen, especially when you have a great track record of telling someone the truth about what you feel God has led you to say to them. What can you do? Well, I tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to tell you a story. You see, because, see, you got to understand something. If you the sheep inside of the pastor where the head shepherd, the true shepherd, is, is grazing you and leading you and guiding you to where area where his father wants him to bring them sheep to, Huh? He'll be talking to them Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, children, 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 children to the third and fourth generation. He'll even be talking to the children, 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 children of the third and fourth generation of the Pharisees, scribes, Sadducees. Huh? And God's power is still a saving power. Huh? He can reach out and grab you back in. He can reach out and get those who are lost, just like the one sheep that left the 99. He's got the 99 grazing and everything, and the good Lord, our Father, decided to leave those 99. And I say, God, why you left 99 sheep? You see, because you get content, huh? And, and, and you get to a point in your life where, you know, can't nobody tell you nothing. You think you, you know everything, and, and, and you're just going to stay put. You, you, you're just going to save yourself is basically what you're going to do. You just know that you saved. Huh? And so when God say don't go nowhere, you ain't going to go nowhere. 
You ain't even worried about the little sheep that got lost because when y'all was walking together, you saw the little baby backing up from out the middle of the crowd. You saw the baby come from the front and then was going slow, uh, tired. And then you saw the baby out of wind. And the last couple sheep before the baby uh, got lost had to know that they should have turned around and knew that the baby was behind them. And so they all just kept on walking because only they worried about their salvation. And they let that baby got away. Huh? And that baby had tiptoed away even if that baby wanted to get away. That sheep wanted to get away and go out and venture. And that sheep wanted to check out what was going on because God gave them a free will. A free will God gave us and the sheep. God gave us a free will. Huh? I didn't give me a free will. You, you didn't give yourself a free will. God gave you a free will. Period. And it's the go experience because King Solomon said uh, experience is the best teacher. And he was the most wisest man and king to ever live on this earth. So how can you get to knowledge and wisdom, you know, if you don't want to understand first that uh, experience is the best teacher. So some kind of way you got to give yourself some experience because God gave you the right to go ahead and get you some experience. So experience is going to build your character. It's going to build your mind. It's going to build your heart. It's going to build your love and everything that it needs to build for God and for yourself and for your life and whatever you got going on in this world. So why you don't understand that when the little baby sheep is going backwards and getting tired and, and, and you're looking at them and, and, and you just gonna keep on walking and let the baby get lost. So now that's why all 99 is sitting right over there because the good Lord, my father saying, I know one of y'all 99 saw that baby. So guess what? Y'all sit right here and don't do one of them. Y'all go nowhere. Huh? And if that wolf come, y'all better know exactly what to do and exactly how to pray and exactly how to contend and fight against them because it's 99 of y'all. Y'all get with his program. Huh? So guess what? I'm going back for this one. So you would think that if God would leave 99 sheep and go back for that one, and then he's going to find that one in a hole, crying out to God, and God can hear him, the Lord can hear him, the head shepherd can hear him, and he go right towards the way where the baby got lost, and then he get that baby out that hole, throw that baby on his shoulders, and he don't even walk the baby back, he carry the baby back to the pastor of the 99 because he don't want to lose one of his father's sheep. He got to bring back every bit of every one that God sent him out to do with the commission and the proposition and uh, the, the, uh, the purpose that God gave him and the talents that God gave him that he should bring back exactly what he, you know, he got to bring his father back. So stop just worrying about your own salvation, your own self, and make sure you're good with God. And then you see somebody else's son or daughter out at the store, and, and, and you know that they are a church member or somebody that love God in the church. Hey, and then you just look at them and say, mm -mm -mm. boy, look at them. That, that's such, 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 such. You want to talk about it, but you ain't you supposed to tell somebody about the goodness of God, but you won't even stop the little baby sheep that's right there in your pasture, that's grazing right there with the people that you grazing in there with, and then you watching their children just get on away from the Lord. And, 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 and you, you just say, okay, well, God is going to go get them. And then when God go get them, guess what? You got to understand. He's going to leave you behind. And at some point, you're going to have to realize to yourself that I will believe that that sheep that God go back to get has more of a personal relationship with God than you. I'm telling you right now. Because God even gave the sheep 
an opportunity to have experience under their belt. And to go out there and have a free will. But know that they need to call on God. And they call on God so many times. By the time you look up, they knowledge, they understanding, they revelation, they insight, the power of God, the strength. Huh? And, 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 and everything that goes with the anointing of God inside of you just exceeds. And it flies over the head of all of those who just sitting there like that. Don't know no experience. Don't want to have none. And think that life is not. Full of experiences and change. You see? So if you go to Romans 10 chapter 16 verse New King James Version, it says, But they have not obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah said, Lord, who has me believe our report? Who believe in us? Isaiah 55, 11, New King James Version say, So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. See, when you are in the right standards with God, he is obligated to protect his own. He's going back and get that baby. He's going to get back and get that sheep. We are enwrapped in the perfect protection of God, our Father. Whether you want to acknowledge it or not, whether you know it or not, whether you want to believe it or not. God will not allow any harm or danger to befall you. So, always be looking for the way or the door to escape, which is common to men. That go, you experience, you experience something and say, oh, I got to get out of here. I don't like this situation. I don't like what's going on right here. Let me get on up out of here. Lord, here I come. I'm coming back. Where y'all went? Y'all went north, south, east, or west. I'm running. I'm on my way right now. Bah! I'm calling for the Lord. I'm calling for him. He said, wait a minute. I, I hear something that's not right here in my prison zone right here. Uh, I, I hear a voice kind of way back in, the, in, in that way. Let me go this way. All of y'all sit right here at 99. I'll be right back. He is leading you to do it with or with the instructions God has you to follow. So if you're obedient and watching to the things he is leading you to do or with the instructions God has given you to follow or someone he has chosen to give you a word or due season warning, it's up to you to be obedient because he gave you a free will. Proverbs 16, 18, New King James Verse says, pride goes before destruction. Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. You don't even want to take the warning. The warning is right there in your face. But you still want to go to the movie and look at the movie and eat some popcorn and, and, and drink on a big gulp and uh, buy you some uh, some juju beans or some raisinettes or some, some, some chocolate covered whoppers or something like this here or some Twizzlers. Whatever you like to sweeten your mouth after you eat that popcorn or that hot dog with that onions and that ketchup. Or maybe you just might like them plain. Huh? God telling you what the movie is like, but you ain't listening, and then you want to still go off into it and run right into the wall of destruction because your spirit is haughty and your pride is up, your testosterone is up, and your dopamine is in the negative if you're a female. Huh? God has appointed watchmen with divine messages for his people, and they watch over your souls whether you want to understand it or not. Your pastor is a watchman. And so should your husband and the Lord be a watchman. And guess what? And God is going to show them things concerning the church or about the individuals in the church. God will show the husband things concerning his family, his wife, and his family. And it is a must that their words are taken heed to because the words come from God. 
but you have to also realize that there are also some women beautiful women queen women called as watchmen watch women they call them and on occasion god divinely warns them of things concerning their husband or even in the church settings but it's is the person who has been one job to make sure they listen. Don't matter if you the husband or you the man, that woman was set by God as a watch woman, then you better listen to her voice because the Holy Spirit is speaking right out of her too. Lest you're going to get yourself in a lot of unnecessary trouble. Ezekiel 33 chapter speaks of the watchman who was told by God that he was to watch for the sword that he would bring up on the land. And when the people saw the sword, he was to blow the trumpet to warn the people. So look and listen for the blow of the trumpet. And in a situation or circumstance you're going through, it's a trumpet that's blowing, but ain't nobody listening. It's like a tornado warning alert. Or somebody trying to steal your car with the alarm just went off. Beep, beep, beep. If you ain't going to go check on the music and the sirens and the screaming alarms right in your face, you don't want to try to figure out or to catch the thief that's trying to steal your precious things. Even your dog is barking, and that's why you got the dog, and the dog is telling you, hey, what you doing? Come out here, I'm barking for a reason. Either I'm hungry, or somebody in your yard, or they trying to steal something that's precious to you, that I see you play with, or drive in, or ride around on, like your bike or something, whatever, every day. But he's looking up to the window, he's barking, fiercely, and you won't even peek out and look to see what's bothering the dog. You, you fast asleep, and by the time you wake up, everything you got is stolen. Just like the puppies, 101 Dalmatians. The puppies is stolen. Help, help me, help, somebody help me. The puppies, the puppies is stolen. Police, somebody call the police. Yeah, you supposed to be the police in your own house, especially when the police dog is barking. How about that? You don't want to listen to the dog. They are smart. They are understanding. They knowledge. They got wisdom. They got insight. And they got revelation. They got power. And they got strength. Just like you. But nobody even want to listen to the animals. Or their babies. Or their children. And even the children is smarter than the parents. In certain cases. But a lot of people choose to refuse to see. They do not want to see the truth. Know the truth. Or reveal the truth. The real truth about themselves. They oftentimes still expect you to love and trust and hope in them, but they don't want to love and trust and hope in you. But they want to get it all from you, but they won't give it back. They want to see you change and do everything what you're supposed to do for them, but they ain't moving, not lifting a finger, just like the lawyers at the court and the judge in the courtroom. How they put all that time on these people that they themselves can't won't even lift with one finger, huh? And they still figure out a way how to weasel themselves out of all those years and then the judge won't get them all their years because they maybe they used to be a lawyer or a judge or or a police officer or whatever they might could have been for the government and then they can get out of all those years or one of their close family members they can get out of all those years and one of their close children or whatever they can get out of all those years but you yourself is stuck with so many years that they ain't gonna let their babies or their animals go to the animal shelter for that long and lift a finger for all those years and all that heavy weight on their back. Huh? So this is no different than the people who want all of God's love, security, perfect protection, healing, deliverance, and victories over their enemies. But they themselves do not even love God as they claim. And they don't plan on being obedient to him neither. It's like 
get what you want, and then you out of there, 5,000. There are consequences, God said. If you didn't take heed to the watchman, if you didn't take to the warning of the trumpet, you were taken away with the sword. But if you listen and you were saved from the sword, we're all killed by our own swords. And you can't even really blame, memorize, point your finger at the fact of another using their sword to cause drama or dangers in your own life. Face it. You saw the signs, heard the trumpet, and you didn't listen. So God will now allow you to be carried away by your own sins and your own ignorant thinking and your own uncognitive thinking and overwhelming situations. We cause a lot and know it, but still cannot own up to it. Man up, man. I say I put the man back in the man. I say and woman up, woman. I put the woman back in the woman. Huh? Even if you're a child, I put the man in the woman in you. So you could be smart enough to know that you won't refrain from the knowledge that I'm speaking because you are healed from the words that I've already spoken. Huh? God said, if the people don't listen and take heed to the warning of the trumpet, they will be carried away by the enemy. And no one wants to be carried away by the enemy, by the hands of their adversaries, they, the demons, the enemies, and their foes, principalities in high places, period. We are here captive by our own mischievous, evil, and wicked deeds. You got your own self caught in a trap and trapped up huh, and carried away. The enemies of the spirit or the evidence. And they the things that we cannot seem to control in the flesh. I say fight the sin and unrighteous behavior. Watch and listen for the trumpet. Because it's blowing. You got to fight it. Ain't nobody perfect, but you just keep fighting now, as for the watchman, let's see what God said will happen to the watchman and what penalty that he will have to suffer and pay if the people weren't warned. God said if the watchman didn't warn the people on time, their blood would be on his hands and on his head. Ezekiel 33, chapter 6, verse New King James Version say, but if the watchman sees the sword coming and the people are not warned and the sword comes and take any person from among them, he is taken away in his iniquity. But his blood, I say, I will require at the watchman's hands. Hallelujah. <laughs> or you a watch woman. <laughs> you could even be a watch child that's watching over your own parents because they ain't really got all the sense that they need to have in their head. But you can learn too, little babies. You can learn to be smart. God loves to call the babies. The unlearned, he'll call them. And then he'll build them up. And he'll show them the experience. And then they'll come back even stronger. And they'll have more knowledge, understanding, revelation, wisdom, insight, and power over the same people that they look at that they call adults. And this is real truth. Straight up. So, if, are you a watchman set over a small group or a congregation of God's people? Are you a watchman or a watchwoman over your home? Wouldn't you say that you are one pretty good watchman or a watchwoman? Have you lost any sheep on your watch? And perhaps it's possible their blood can be on your hands and on your head if you lose them and don't get them and don't capture them. So no matter how my life is going, I have to get out here and start doing what God desires me and give me a purpose and a commission to do. I have to start doing it whether my life add all the way up or not. Because I'm still going to catch you if you're in the past, present, or the future. If you're in my past, or even if I'm still in my past, 
I'm going to catch you because I'm going to talk to you about God's word to get us to our present. And even if I'm in my present, I'm going to get you. So I'm going to keep you from going back into your past or trying to help each other stay away from going to our past and stay in the present. Because we're looking forward for the future. And even if we was in our future, we'll be in our present future because we'll be in the future. And it'll be presently right then what we was talking about in our past. So we'll be in our past present too at the same time. Right there. Like a time machine. That's where we are. My father said. And that's what his son is saying. And that's what we're talking about. And I'm getting you to understand that you're always helping Either way it go, because when you get to your future, then you can stop the person that's in the future that's thinking about going back to their present, past, back to their past. So, there go three aspects of life, three ways. Huh? That's like heaven, earth, and hell. You see? It's three. Even if you was in heaven and you descended all the way down the hill, you still got to come through this middle to get down there. If even if you go warp speed and just warp and you just play bling and you was there, you still went down to there. Even if you was in hell and the archangels came to brace you up and to come and snatch your soul right out the pits of hell, hallelujah, by the mouth and the word of the prophet, huh? And deliver you from the hands of Satan and the enemies and the foes and the devils themselves. He gonna snatch and pull you right on up through the middle because when he rose, the people rose with him and they said they saw the people walking around on the earth that they knew had died a long time ago. And then when he rose all the way up to heaven, they went with him. Huh? You can't crease these atmospheres without going from one through the other one. So you better ask God about it because God is trying to have you. Miss not one head and lose not one soul to be captured into captivity by the watchman or the watchwoman to the enemy. Can you honestly say that you obey the watchman that God has placed over your life? Can you honestly say that? That whatever that man, that husband, that God, that watchman that God placed over your life, do you listen to him? You don't probably listen to nothing he's talking about, but you want him to listen to you. But you claim you're a watchwoman, but don't know anything on how to... Keep a person eyes open for the watch for something. Everybody going into everything blind. Or maybe you're a constant power struggle to your own king, priest and prophet of your home. Listen, the watchman has been sent and sent by God and trusted by God to protect and watch over your life and your soul. How dare you not listen to him? Not listening to the watchman is the same as not listening to God. I can imagine that there are a lot of people, some people who don't know, and then there are some who do, but are so stubborn and so full of pride and, and, and negative dopamine, if it's you a woman, they're hard-headed and stiff-necked and just don't want to listen to God or obey or look up to nobody. They figure to themselves they're going to do their own thing, and who can tell them that they can't, especially when you think that you are an adult and that you are grown. Isaiah 65 chapter 12 verse New King James verse say, Therefore I will number you for the sword, and you shall all bow down to the slaughter. Because when I called, you did not answer. When I spoke to you, you did not hear, but did evil before my eyes, and choose that which I do not delight. And what God don't delight is when you know that you got flaws like Moses. But you can't even 
confess him or ask God and talk to him about giving you the strength and the help and the peace and the love huh? and the deliverance and the healing from those things as if like he don't even know you're dealing with these same things and then you want to talk yourself right into things that is not even your character God speaks to people God can speak to your pastor, your husband, your wife, or even your children and your babies. God can speak to a stranger or an animal, like I've been telling you all this time. How about that? But when God does speak, however he speaks, do you listen? And I'm going to stop right there at close to 45 minutes just reading a few pages of chapter 11 out of Inspirational Heart, Volume 1 by Vision Knowledge, the prophetic wordsmith, one like the son of man on the scene like Mean Joe Money Green. And that page in my book start from uh, page 294 and I stopped on page 298 in the middle of the paragraph because there's so much power and anointing and wisdom and understanding and revelation to give you for you can bank on that trust and that hope that you need. And I pray that the person and the people, the individual, or collectively, or the children, or the animals, whoever around, that's why this is planned. They listening to the almighty word of God, El Shaddai, the almighty word of Jehovah Nisi, Shiloh, Jehovah Shalom, Jehovah Nisi. Huh? The Lord is my banner. He go before me in war. So I'm telling you, these are the books that he wrote. And that's a two and a three. And as God blessed me to be able to make it to get these two and these three, then there are three treasures in this world that God gave for not just me, for to have everything, but for all his children that he sent me for to get and to have everything and to graft in to his olive tree. Signing off this uh, podcast uh, radio dial. One like the prophetic Word Smith, one like Moses, huh? Signing off your radio dial, pal. Signing off your radio dial. Trying to take you that extra mile. Stay tuned and see how good my father, your father, our father is. Through your tests and your trials. Huh? So, I'm going to sign on off. God bless you. God loves you. Stay tuned. Like you was watching a cartoon.